it's not working. What was that noise? I see something outside. Don't go out there! Prepare yourselves for a dark and twisted tale. Wanna play a game? How long can you survive? Tori, do you want to know who I've always wanted to meet? Mm, Robert England? I mean, yes. To yeah, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> but no. And unfortunately, I'll never be able to meet them in real life. But I've always wanted to meet Ed and Lorraine Warren. They they're like really cool people. <laughs> I'm not a very religious person, but like their movies are fantastic. <laughs> More of their cases and their whole story is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, they have a, their whole house is dedicated to like all their cases that they did over the years. That's insane. Yeah, I would say that you could go to their house if it was like a museum, but it is. I don't. Is it? Yeah. I thought it was close to the public. No? Oh, well, I, I mean, I know people go in and out of it. Um, mm -hmm. It's probably like private tours or something. I'd have to look into it. I could be completely wrong. But I know their, uh, their son-in-law and their daughter now kind of run it as a museum. Yeah, because they did get their daughter into ghost hunting and stuff like that. Yeah. At least that's what I heard. I mean, I, I want to go. That's on my bucket list. Or not just bucket list, but like my supernatural road trip. Yeah. Yeah. Family connections. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so this week, Tori and I are going to be talking about the new Conjuring movie, The Devil Made Me Do It. And as per usual, it was fantastic. I love the Conjuring universe. Yeah, it's so interesting learning about all of these stories of ghosts and demons and witches and all of this stuff that happened in real life. Like, yeah, I mean... actual live cases. Yeah, the cases are totally real, but I mean, Hollywood completely blows it up and adds, you know, their own spin on it. Oh, of course. Like, they need to do, like, that Hollywood spin, but for the most part, uh, this movie did stick pretty much to the original. I mean, yes and no. <laughs> One of the big things in this movie, which also, heavy spoilers, guys, they basically focused on, like, this witch that was cursing the family... And I don't think that had any part of the original case <laughs> at no, all. No, the witch, definitely not. The case itself of, you know, Arnie killing his landlord after taking a demon from his girlfriend's little brother, um, who was possessed at that time. And that whole court case, like, all of that is real. But the Hollywood version that they're making it is because of the witch, not because of, you know, an old man or whatever the actual story is. Yeah, I, I want to say the in the actual story that we just looked up briefly, because <laughs> we, were, we were trying to focus it more on the movie instead of, like, the actual case. I think this would be an interesting case to do, like, a whole episode on. But Definitely. as of right now, we're going to review the movie. <laughs> Yeah, I think in the summary, it was basically, like, the little brother 
saw like this older man that when they moved was into the like new house. that said that he would curse them if they like moved in and all that stuff and you know weird stuff started to happen the kid actually got possessed the there were claw marks and handprints and all of that stuff. Apparently the family witnessed him being strangled and hit by like, some invisible force. You know, the usual. Yeah. But instead of focusing in on what was actually haunting them or whether the house was haunted or the family was cursed or anything like that, they spun it in in the movie because I don't know if they actually found out the real reason in real life. I don't know. There's a whole book written on the case. I, I mean, I would read it. I read one of their other books before that kind of gave like a brief summary of all their cases. Or not all of them, but like their more famous ones. Mm -hmm. But I, I think yeah, Travis still has Yeah, they have a lot that. of cases. <laughs> yeah, they do. And as always, Patrick Wilson and Vera Famiga as Ed and Lorraine Warren did an amazing job. They have such a good chemistry together. They're, they're so fun to watch on screen. Patrick Wilson's so underrated as an actor. <laughs> he is. Oh my god. I fell in love with him in Phantom of the Opera. And to see him in these Conjuring movies, like, I love it. I really do. Well, he also did this one movie where he was this limo driver. I think it was called Stretch. But that was one of the best movies I've ever seen him do. It, it's, it was like a super indie movie. It's so funny. It's action-packed. It's a good one. <laughs> Actually, I'll have to show it to you sometime. And then, of course, Vera Farmiga is amazing. I mean, Base Motel and everything. Mm -hmm. I really hope they do more Conjuring movies with them. Well, seeing as though they... Spoilers didn't kill off Ed like you thought they would. I didn't realize he died in 2006. <laughs> I thought he died in like the 90s or 80s. Because in this movie, it does show that he has a heart attack, which is true. He did have a heart attack on one of his cases. I don't know if it was one of, if it was this one specifically. And then the whole movie, you know, he's dealing with, his heart condition, and he can't run very fast. He has, like, a cane and in a wheelchair at one point. Yeah, hard to breathe, all of that stuff. He he forgets his pills. <laughs> um, and Ty, at one point, he looked over to me, and he's like, oh, I wonder if they're going to kill Ed off. And I'm like, he died in 2009. Well, okay, but to be fair, <laughs> if they were only doing three Conjuring movies, which they're probably not because this is, like, one of their biggest sellers... If and they, they have were, a lot more stories. Yes, there's oh yeah, there's a ton of stories that they could do. But if they were, it would make sense to end it as a trilogy and like to kill off the main character even if it wasn't completely accurate, you know? Nah, if anything, I would have been thoroughly annoyed and mad if they did kill him off because that in itself is not historical. So for them to kill him off in this movie would not make sense whatsoever. Like, retirement, sure, but not killing off. All right, you got me on that one. <laughs> I, I was thinking about movie logic, like, in terms of trilogies. Movie logic, yes, but it also plays by another type of movie logic when you're looking at historical facts. True. There's only so much that you can... Hollywoodify movies. Well, that's not true. <laughs> if you're going on historical facts, yes. Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. 
Okay, but that's not a historical <laughs> we movie. We don't know he didn't hunt vampires. <laughs> no one was alive back then. <laughs> okay, but it, I'm pretty sure it doesn't claim to be based off of a true story. This, Just it literally says in the beginning that it's based off of a true story. Don't test me on this. You know, one thing I was a little disappointed at with this movie, though, was the fact that we didn't get another introduction to some sort of creepy lore. Normally in The Conjuring, so in the first one, it starts off with them talking about the Annabelle case. And then that leads into the actual parent family investigation. In the second Conjuring movie, it started off with them exploring the Amityville Horror House. And then it goes into the Enfield Horror. I think it was Enfield. I think that was the one in London. And then that was it. I I was a little bummed they didn't uh, introduce something. Because even in Conjuring 2, they also kind of talked about the Twisted Man, which is getting his own movie. They also did... Well, no, and then also The Nun. The Nun appeared as well, and The Nun got its own spinoff. Annabelle got a spinoff. All of the horror movie monsters in the Conjuring universes are getting a spinoff, and we didn't get one in this one. I feel like that's because it does technically deal with two different possessions. It starts off with the kid being possessed. Right. And then it transfers over to... You know, the sister's boyfriend. Yeah. So in that, it's still kind of two cases. I mean, I guess. But I wanted, like, more, like, ghost things. At first, I thought it was the werewolf, actually, with all the scratches on the wall and everything. Because they had a werewolf case that they did. And that's what I thought they were getting at. And I thought I heard rumors that they were going to do a movie based off that particular case. That would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be, like, this demon that kind of makes this person more wolf-like, but it's not an actual, like, werewolf transformation. That's what I initially thought it was, and I was a little bummed it wasn't that. (laughs) What do you think was the creepiest part in the movie? Ooh. The one scene that pops into my mind is when Lorraine is fighting the witch, and... You know, she's pinned to the ground, and there's the knife right by your eye. And the witch, you know, is softly talking to her, and she keeps making this... Like, a very softly kind of cooing, almost. Like, she's trying to get Lorraine to look at her for some reason, But just that clicking of her tongue, for some reason, it just got under my skin. It wasn't like a ghost. It was that clicking. Interesting. I don't know why. Okay. Wasn't expecting that answer, but, uh, you know, I'll I'll take it. If that creeps you out. Yeah, I don't... (sighs) It's one of those weird things that it's like nails on a chalkboard. Uh That's like... For me, I was going to say that scene where they're in the uh, the morgue and Lorraine's holding onto the hand of the like the dead body. Oh, I thought for sure that hand was going to like reach up cuz at first she's like, "No, like I can't sense anything." Like she's holding onto the hand, nothing's happening. I thought for sure the hand was going to reach up and like grab her arm. Yeah, I was expecting that too. But no, (laughs) instead we got another cadaver being demonically risen and then going after him. Oh, big fat guy. 
Meanwhile, Lorraine and the witch are having this like supernatural, psychic, religious battle where they can see each other. <laughs> oh, that oh shit look on Lorraine's face. <laughs> the of, connection works both ways. Yeah, just the terrified like the connection works both ways. Well, she was like, oh, well, now she knows who we are. And then, of course, you know, she sends the, uh, the little witchy totem after them in their house. Now, what were your thoughts on the fact that this focused more on a, a human evil? Like, yeah, she summoned the demon to collect the soul of these, her, her victims. But really, the villain was a human instead of a demon. What, what was your thoughts on that? Did you like that? Did you not like that? I like it. Because it does show the realistic sense of our world. Not everything can be blamed on demons and ghosts and the devil and this and that. Like, there are human evils. Right. You know, the devil made me do it cannot be something you say every time you do something wrong or don't want to do something. I also like how it dealt with an actual court case and not just a, you know, this is happening in like a lake, a small lakeside town. No one knows about this haunting. No one else is hurt right now. You know, the whole parent family thing from the first movie. Like, I like how it didn't deal with that as much as, you know, who put this curse on them or demon and why. Right. Which there still isn't a clear why the witch did that and why she chose them specifically. Like, yeah. yes, they did have the whole, like, you need to have the three sacrifices, technically six. So the demon six. Can, can, like, collect the soul. But yeah, then which is the why kid, was she doing that? Which is the kid, the lover... And the, holy, the man. holy man. Which was Ed. Which, if you think about it, like, only the lover really panned out. Yeah. Like, Ed didn't end up killing Lorraine. And the kid didn't kill anyone. Yeah, I don't know if it needed to be six sacrifices. I think it just had to fit that category. But then again, she did get the kill with the two girls. Yeah, that's why I'm saying, like, they were technically the lovers, because what else would they be? Right, see, like, I she assume... she cursed the kid, the sister, and Ed. Unless that was just a whole separate sacrifice, not, like, with those two girls, because that was supposed to be, like, much before this whole case happened. So maybe this was, like, the new one would be, you know, the innocent was David, the, the lovers would have been Arnie, and then the, the holy man would have been Ed. So maybe she just had to get one of the, the dead out of those three. Maybe. I don't know. That just also makes it more confusing and story-wise. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, they didn't elaborate that very much. Okay, this movie did have a handful of its funny, lighthearted moments. Uh-huh. What was your favorite? <sighs> wow, this is weird. We're talking about lighthearted stuff. I mean, we have to. It's part of the movie. I mean, I guess. I guess I would have to say the, the ending where, you know, they get out and they're laying on the field and Ed goes, oh, 
I don't have my pills. And then she opens up her locket and she pulls out <laughs> one of his pills. I thought that was really funny. That was really cute. I also liked how a little before that, the parallels between them and Arnie and the girlfriend. Like, both lovers, you know, Ed and Lorraine were married until the day that they died. Arnie and his wife are still married today. Which, actually, going off of that, when we were watching the movie and he was going for the court trial, like, we didn't look up this case prior to watching the movie because I was like, I wanted to know the answer, but I was like, I'm going to hold off till the end. I called that there's no way he was going to, to win that defense for uh, saying the devil made me do it. Yeah, I... Or, well, demonic possession. And I agree with you, like... Even before, like, we saw, like, oh, yeah, he was convicted and in jail for five years. Like, I'm like, okay, yeah, they're going to get him on some insanity kind of plea. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, you weren't in your right state of mind when you did this, but you still killed a man. <laughs> like, in cold blood, like, how many times... Like, he at least had five fatal wounds or something yeah, like that? Yeah, so in real life, it was five fatal wounds, and then, which doesn't count, you know, minor wounds. Yeah. And then in the movie, they say that the landlord was stabbed 22 times. It's not really a defense. That's not self-defense if it's yeah. 22 stabs. No. <laughs> but he is lucky that he got off on that, because in the movie, they were saying that, you know, the court was going for the death penalty for him right now i kind of i do want to look up more of this case just to kind of see like some of the defenses and things that were used and i kind of want to know like if the guy has ever had any more problems today or was that just the one incident of like you know trouble with the law or mental supposed mental illness slash demonic possession whichever one you want to argue because i i think that would kind of give me a better view of what actually happened? Whether it was demonic possession or not. Mental illness. Because <laughs> if he was taking medicine, like, it could be like the... What was that? Annalise, Annalise Michelle? Michelle, yeah. Um, it could be like her case or, you know, it could be something demonic. It could be that he just really hated his landlord and decided to kill him and use the kid as kind of like a scapegoat of... Because they were having issues. Yeah, like, oh yeah, everyone already believes that, you know, my girlfriend's brother is demonically possessed. So I'm just going to say that I brought the demon onto myself to save him. Yeah, and again, you know, this is just us just... Speculating. We don't know the actual answer until we look it up till <laughs> after this episode. Oh, yeah. If the facts of the case are true from the movie, you know, besides the whole witch thing. Yeah. Um, I do believe that he could have been possessed. But again, we need to look up more facts to see what it actually was. Yeah, we literally just finished watching this movie. <laughs> like, we finished and we're like, all right, let's do the podcast. <laughs> I think it's also one of the first horror movies that I, I've ever legitly been excited for. Which is shocking because when we saw Annabelle, 
like two in theaters. The only reason why I went to go see Annabelle with you was because Nacho was there. Yeah, Nacho really wanted to see it. <laughs> like, well, so did I. <laughs> and the only reason I went to go see Lights Out, which not a Conjuring movie, but still a horror movie. Well, David F. Sandberg, who did Annabelle too. Yeah. The only reason I went to go see that with, you know, Noreen and the girls and you was because I made her a promise that's like, oh yeah, if Ty wants to go see it, thinking that you would possibly want to like do something else because this was like our first summer together or something. Yeah. I did not expect you to say yes. And by that time I was stuck. But yeah, I was surprised that this was a movie that I was excited to see because i like the conjuring movies yeah they're really good they're entertaining like even even their worst spinoff movies are still fun to watch like they do have some pretty creepy scares oh that was another one and the opening scene when david was in the bathtub they did a good job with the shot because he's in this like you know like a standalone bathtub and he has like these giant curtains that are just around him but the camera placed it where the curtains were making it look like he was in this tight enclosed space. And then the camera kind of pans up a little bit. And you see, like, you know, the black rings that are holding up the curtain. But then you see three of them that are really close together. And it's not actually rings. It's fingers of the demon. <laughs> and, of course, they draw back. Yeah, that was creepy. That was really well done. And then the shower starts turning on, and I was like, nope, nope, I don't want to shower right now. Don't turn on the shower. And then the blood shoots out. <laughs> <laughs> that would literally be me. Like, the shower starts going by itself. No, I don't want this. I don't want the hot water. No. <laughs> One scene that is more lighthearted that I did like, well, it's more of a collection of scenes, was just them with the sheriff. From the other town when they were doing um, the one girl's case. And how like he's so skeptical as you should be with Lorraine's powers. And he puts three knives and you know him and Ed are going back and forth. Because he's like you know one of these belongs to the murder victim. Um, the other two I just randomly pulled. And Ed's like no. like This isn't this a party isn't, trick. Like this is BS, like, don't, don't make her do this. And then she just slides the knife forward and you see all of the cops in the back as well as the main sheriff just like, oh, <laughs> okay, damn, all right. <laughs> and then when he's driving and she's like, oh, you missed a turn. And she just Where you smirks. found the body was back there. Oh, and the whole Elvis remark, too. Just, oh, yeah, oh I. That was such a good, lighthearted kind of... Moment. Yeah. In between all the spooky stuff. Exactly. All right, so now for our final thing, as is tradition, we do a movie review. On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate the movie? <sighs> um... You know, with all of the... Not continuity flaws. Um, all of the logical flaws. Mm -hmm. I think I would still give it like an eight at least. Eight, eight and a half. Okay, okay. You know, acting was phenomenal. Special effects were great. I loved 
when Lorraine was in the woods and that transition. Oh yeah, from that was daytime really to good nighttime. Shot. While she goes into like the uh, the trance. They had a lot of good transitions. They did. I'm with you on that. I would give it an 8 out of 10 because, yes, there are some story moments where I'm just like, well, you didn't really explain all this, X, Y, and Z. But the scares, the special effects, Patrick Wilson, Vera Famiga, (laughs) 8 out of 10, easily. Yeah, and I did like the twist of The Witch because it still was, like, spooky, but it... You know, it wasn't a specific demon. It was it was something different. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode, and definitely check out the Conjuring: The Devil Made Me Do It. It's on HBO Max, or better yet, go see it in theaters. Because theaters are great, and they should be open now. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, in a theater near you. Brought to you by nothing, because <laughs> we don't get sponsored. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next time. See ya.